Ladies and gentlemen, MC Rizaire. Making insurance more proactive and preventative versus reactive, um, I'm excited about. But we all know the process to get there isn't the easiest necessarily. Mm -hmm. You are listening to The Insurance Scramble. Welcome to the, to the insurance scramble. As you can see, we're, we're really fine-tuned uh, operation here, but really the whole idea behind it is just to meet with folks in the mornings and Saturdays, talk about insurance things, talk about things that are exciting us in the industry, whether it's InsurTech or uh, you know claims uh, advancements, underwriting, uh, just vent about our customers, uh, show love to our customers. Um, Really wanted to just start off by uh, just kind of going over your, your history in insurance. I understand you're a scouting manager. Can you give me a little bit of background what that looks like for you? Yeah, I, I don't have a traditional background. So usually what I'll do is just uh, kind of go through how I got in, ended up in Silicon Valley six months ago. I studied uh, atmospheric sciences in my undergrad and I got to intern at Colorado State where they do hurricane prediction and interned at a bank and when I graduated I wanted to combine science and business and my dad sent me over a Michael Lewis article about catastrophe bonds so I was one of those people who actively looked to get into insurance which I hear is rare sometimes and uh, <laughs> uh, I my first role out of school um, I was actually doing California earthquake insurance. So I was always a uh, commercial uh, commercial property underwriter. And mm. what was different uh, at the company I was at was they had us do catastrophe modeling as well. So I got a lot of good exposure that way. And then went to another, um, another company that was recently bought by AAG and um, became interested in InsureTech over two years ago on my own and felt that there was a need uh, especially in the commercial space that we needed more technology to help improve the process and started mentoring on my own. And then it led to two roles at Validus, uh, one being um, working on our innovation team, working with pilots and, the, uh, and startups and working with funds that are working with them. And then uh, Validus launched a product around underwriting fintech and insurtech companies for their financial lines. So mm -hmm. got a good range. And then uh was living in New York. It was the fourth snowstorm, and this role opened up with State Farm in sunny California. And despite all the years of doing California earthquake insurance, uh, it wasn't a hard decision. I just moved out to the Bay Area, and for State Farm, I look for startups to work with our labs teams. So anything to do. I look at anything and everything, and we have labs set up so we can test out different ideas and find ways to solve um, different pain points for our customers. And we already have um, High Road um, out in Rhode Island, uh, which is an auto, looks like an auto insure tech company. And then our drones team uh, just got approval to do long distance aerial, um, long distance flights by the FAA. So we're doing a lot of cool stuff. Very cool. And uh, before I, I, you touched on cat modeling, which I want to get kind of back to in, in a few minutes here. Uh, but what, what are you seeing right now that really gets you excited on, on insurance? Because I know it's a slow process. It's definitely, it's one of the industries that's last to the, to the tech game, but it feels like it's starting to pick up at an exponential pace a little bit in what people are at least wanting to do. Is there something that you're seeing in particular uh, in your, in your day to day that's really got you kind of 
uh, excited and fired up about the industry? So I think what I love about my job is no two days are alike and I've gotten to go way fast beyond um, catastrophe insurance. Uh, one company I found, I uh, got introduced to, uh, they're, they're actually, they're called Konaku and they, what they do is um, they can detect diseases via your breath or scent and, and there are applications there to life insurance. And I think anything to, I think anything to do with um, uh, helping the customer, not helping the insur helping the insurance insurance company understand the customer better in ways that are non-invasive, and making anything proactive, uh, making insurance more proactive and preventative versus reactive. Um, I'm excited about, but we all know the process to get there isn't the easiest necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great points. Uh, I just want to take a quick minute to say welcome, everybody. For those that are watching, this is the Insurance Scramble. Uh, I'm talking to my special guest today, MC Razair. She is a scouting manager uh, for State Farm Laboratories, works with uh, startups and partnering with technology and, I guess, venture capitalists um, and people in that spectrum to find solutions, uh, just better ways of, of doing insurance. Um, one thing I wanted to get back to real quick, and you brought up some great points on catastrophe modeling and kind of predicting, you know, some of the, the great things now about technology and I guess data, because it gets thrown around so much, is we have the capacity or the ability to predict things um, pretty, pretty specifically. I mean, whether it's wind speed, you know, when landfall or where a storm's gonna hit, um, that's a really cool technology to have. I was having this conversation a few weeks ago, MC, with, uh, with some other folks, that's great, but the reality is you still have 300,000 people getting flooded in South Carolina. Even though you know exactly where it's going to hit and when it's going to hit, it's still not solving some of the problems. But going to the parametric side of it a little bit, those metrics can be used to do some preventative coverage, right? It's, uh, and so when I was on the commercial side, so uh, I was looking at customers with those large deductibles, like five and ten percent, and seeing the you know seeing the potential impact on businesses and seeing uh, after hurricane events um, the lag, you know, and even for my parents, they after Hurricane Sandy, which would have been this weekend a couple of years ago, um, mm -hmm. they had State Farm. Everyone was great, but it still it still wasn't until Thanksgiving that someone was able to come and see a tree fall. You know, a tree had fallen through their uh, bedroom uh, roof, and the reality is, is uh, I, I really find it's a good gap, as you guys mentioned, um, for those extra expenses that you can't predict. And one company called Stormpiece, uh, they what they're looking to do, and that's what. The, the guy is passionate about. So he did work for RMS doing catastrophe modeling. And uh, they, I think there's a need for it in the space of, um, we need to help people more in, in that moment. Um, you know, while it's, you know, while we have, we're gonna need those months, right? To figure out the claims, figure out the complicated process. But if we can help people um, not only uh, pay for their hotel rooms, pay for the food, pay for the gas to get out of there, help them along that way. I think I, I think it just helps you know us. It helps it helps them. And the way Stormpiece does it is it's based off of after the storm last year. Uh, let me just pull up my notes on the phone. They they'll send the uh, client an email and say you 
you know, you qualify for X percent of your um, X percent of your coverage based on the distance. So he had one woman and he, and they have up to, I think, 60 days to respond, you know, given that people do have to evacuate mm -hmm. and they can say yes, they can say no via email and then the money's sent to them instantly. So it, it understands that you might not be there. But regardless, um, and then within, I think after, if you do use the money within 90 days, you just have to show what you used it for. And they're not going to, you don't have to go through a claims process. It's just to um, demonstrate where it went to and help people um, get back on their feet quicker. Yeah. And that's, you know, that seems like some of the technology that's really going to be impactful quicker, you know, because I remember, I mean, you directly affected by... Uh, Hurricane Sandy. I don't know if you were in New Jersey at the time, but, you know, I was here with Katrina. Seeing things firsthand, up close, when they happen in real time, you realize that that claims process feels like it's going to take 100 years. So when you're looking at, you know, I'm in the moment, you know, what do people need in the first 24 to 48 hours after a storm? They need to be able to pay the hotel bill, or they may need some water, or they may need a little bit of, uh, you know, food or just assistance or just trying to get out of their house. I mean, these things are all real world problems versus what well, we're going to indemnify you in the next three to six months. Um, so that that's that's why I think, you know, it, it really hits home with a lot of folks is how am I going to even begin to begin this process? When you're looking at something that's preemptive or proactive on insurance coverage, you are kind of um, giving them a hug right off the right off the top. You're saying, okay, we know this is going to be a process. Now we're going to take care of this imme these immediate needs before we move on to this other part. And I think that that could be a game changer. Absolutely. And that's exactly what it is, because when you look at uh, coverage gaps um, globally, like last year, there were it was 330 billion for events and 60 percent were covered. And. Uh, flood coverage is going to evolve and it's already starting to, but uh, Harvey last year, only 30% of, of the losses were insured. And there are so many people out there that um, maybe wouldn't necessarily buy, um, you know, regular coverage. But um, even for me, I just moved, I know what the risks are for a California earthquake, but I rent my apartment. I, I even rent my furniture. I really do sound like a millennial right now. And uh, I, However, I know that um, for parametric insurance, that would help me in the sense of, uh, you know, I probably would have costs within that, you know, lower 10K range that wouldn't necessarily make sense, you know, kind of fitting that gap. And Jumpstart, uh, which is based in San Francisco, they are, uh, they're backed by Swiss Re, I think. And I just... Mm -hmm. I just got my quote, it would be $22 a month. And I think there is that gap, especially when you consider an earthquake event, uh, what, how the damage, you know, what the ripple effect of the damage mm -hmm. would be and how devastating it, it is potentially. There, we do, you know, there is a great place for that. And when you look at catastrophe bonds and ILS and their place in the reinsurance market, uh, they have benefited insurance companies and states, and they're only being used more of it because there is that need to uh, help, you know, help people instantly and, you know, provide that protection uh, from a financial standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the Kickstarter of insurance, right? It just kind of gets you going in the right direction. And, you know, whether it's micro insurance or however it's labeled, 
it's it's addressing a specific need. And, you know, as you're saying a lot of these things, MC, I keep thinking blockchain. I don't really want to bring up blockchain a whole lot because it's too early, uh, <laughs> but it's it's too early. You're right. Uh, but when it comes oh, to no, in the morning, I meant, but yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I hear I'm not I'm not going to get into the intricacies of a blockchain. But I think one of the value propositions of blockchain is it can tell you point blank. Is there coverage for this or not? It's not going to be a matter of, oh, well, it, we didn't say when, when, when it was a tropical storm, what would happen? We would say, you know, you'd have coverage in this. It would be very, very clearly fine on the front end. And there would be no, a lot less guesswork in it. And uh, that's really what I think helps a lot of us and our clients in the long run is just taking the guesswork out, making it feel like it really is truly about giving them what they need in those moments and not so much about you know big brother insurance company taking advantage of their situation. Uh, I want to thank everybody here for joining us on the Insurance Scramble. My special guest, MC Razier, she is the scouting manager of State Farm Labs, giving us some great info on uh, parametric insurance and kind of some thoughts on that. Uh, before I let you go, MC, what's, uh, what's something you hope to see in the next two to three years at State Farm and, and the labs you're doing work with? Um, you know, if what the companies I find ends up, uh, or I hope more, you know, if we come up with uh, more companies and ideas and products that are with our intent of helping people and um, helping them in their day to day, then uh, I'll consider my job a success or my work a success. <laughs> I find a lot of the conversation too is, you know, it's more about partnering up with other companies and other uh, startups. Is that something that's pretty aggressive in your in your long term? Is this trying to find more partnerships, or is it uh, my off think, base on that? No, you're not. I, I think, uh, especially, I started working with some of these companies on my own. I, I think it's it's great because uh, the reality is, is you know, especially when you see some of these startups, you know, if if you're looking to fill a niche to get to that end, right? They can they they can help you get along the way, and they learn from you too. And it's very much. Um, it, it's very much a mutual beneficial relationship and it, in the end everyone wins in the sense of helping customers um, building better products and uh, I, I, I think it's been good for the insurance space thanks so much I love the information I love getting a chance to chat with you what's the best way people can keep up with you or connect with you um, on social media uh, Twitter, because I didn't even know you could do this. So, <laughs> As you mentioned, you're a horrible millennial, and I love it. Um, thanks so much for being here today, MC. It's great to talk to you and meet you. I hope we get a chance to chat again. And uh, love what you're doing. It's very, uh, very cool stuff. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure having you today, and I uh, look forward to seeing everybody again soon. Have a great weekend. If you have any questions, you know where to Find me at Joe Hollier Insurance. Shoot me a, a message or a DM and just let me know uh, if there's something that we didn't cover that you want to talk about a little bit more. This is what we're here for. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you soon.